Matt. So right now, do you think with the recession and all that good stuff, it's a good time to start a business? Say yes at any time. It's a good time. If you're going to do it, go for it. Absolutely. Love it. What's going on, guys? I'm Chris, and today I got a special guest, Matt Green with Ledger Media. Matt, how you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, uh, so you own an accounting firm, is that right? That is correct. Um, all things accounting, uh, bookkeeping, tax prep, tax planning, advisory services. We do all that. Nice. What got you into the industry? Well, truthfully, I spent a long time uh, pursuing a career in music, actually, and all of a sudden had a bunch of kids and I decided that music was the most unstructured career path. So I went back to school for the most structured career path. I've always (laughs) been really entrepreneurial. So I figured that was a way to work with entrepreneurs and potentially become one myself in a, you know, a reasonable manner that had a future. So I went back to school, we got the bachelor's MBA, became an IRS enrolled agent, QuickBooks pro advisor, worked for CPA firm for, five years did all that and here here i am nice so um coming out of school did you come straight out of school straight into your own business or did you work for somebody else and decide you could do it better what's the story there well i worked for a very small firm which was really just me one cpa and a, and a couple other part-time people that was purchased by another slightly larger firm that grew somewhat while i was there and i, I worked there for a few years became a manager for two years of that. And then it was just time for me. I just had too much of my own ideas, I guess. I'm thankful for the, what I learned there, but there were just little things that, you know, you do, you do feel like you could do it better. Maybe you just do it differently. So it kind of started to really eat at me. So I just did it, you know. How was that transition? Like jumping from, you know, a nice salary job with guaranteed money to, to kind of like you eat what you kill. Well, um, a lot of people talk about the challenges of the pandemic and all that. I, I actually started in August of 2020, but I was kind of up and running by November. Yeah. But for me, it was better because I was able to set up the way I'm built is so virtual because I, I, it was just, everything was that way. So somebody this, you got these firms, you got all these old people and they've been doing something a certain way and there's no way for them to move away from their one way of doing it since you know the 80s and 90s even if they wanted to or or had the had the ability to i i guess it's for me i was able to take off pretty quickly just because the whole country was my audience or my my client i I truly have uh clients from washington state to the u.s virgin islands and i even just worked out a deal with a cfo firm in it's in hawaii and california that's sending me a lot of tax clients so it's actually been very good. It's yeah. been a lot of work. It's been very exciting. And I would it was the greatest thing. It's awesome, really. That's to be awesome. honest. Yeah. yeah. I feel so bad because like my business, like it took off and, and COVID was perfect for it because interest rates were low. And it's like I feel bad because there was a lot of people affected the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know Everybody just, was moving. Everybody was moving. Everybody was buying houses. I never thought about that. Um, so tell me a little bit what 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 should an entrepreneur look for when they're looking for a CPA? Like, 
CPA should help you with structuring your business, right? Like how to appropriately structure, whether you should have contractors, W-2s, like what's kind of, kind of, what kind of sets you apart and, and what would you tell somebody looking for a CPA like? Well, first off, you, you need to make sure they've got the capacity and actually care about you in general and that um, accounting firms, just to be totally transparent, they're not really out begging for work. Yeah. I mean, you could, you're doing something that, that everybody needs as far as at least tax and almost everybody's going to realize they need to outsource their bookkeeping. So you can almost put a sign in the yard that you write on a piece of paper saying I do tax and bookkeeping and eventually you're going to grow a client. Yes. So they grow rapidly. So you want to make sure that they're set up properly to handle the capacity for people coming in and they're going to care about you, especially you say someone's starting out. Yeah. Some clients are some, some accounting firms only work with one type of client. Yeah. So they're not going to really even take you on or really care about you. You're just going to slip through the cracks. So you want to make sure someone's set up to where they can do that would be the, would be the first thing to look for. And then they have the qualifications, look at their Google reviews, obviously um, ask around because there's so many options, just really somebody that clicks with you or their team clicks with you. For sure. When you're looking for an accountant, what, um, when, when is, when is a good time to look for an accountant starting out as a business owner? Um, I would say generally when the idea pops in your head, yeah. uh, truthfully, uh, I don't charge, there's a fine line from working for free and I don't mind like a 15, 20 minute conversation with someone to kind of guide them in the right direction, but you want to develop some kind of relationship. So if you're starting a business, I mean, you should set up an LLC, get a business bank account before you start doing anything The I went to the bank of TR with a hundred bucks two and a half years ago and open up a business account. Still got the same business account. It's cost me $0. So in the beginning you should seek out, just talk to someone and ultimately, as your business grows, you know, you become their client. And even if you just let them do their do your taxes, you're establishing a relationship with them. So I would say immediately. Do if you, you got an idea for a business, go out and talk to somebody. Absolutely. Do you feel like a lot of people wait too long to get an accountant? And like by that time, like there's just so much back work that you have to do that it's kind of like really costing them a good bit of money it shouldn't have? Yeah, a lot of people are proactive. But yes, a lot of people are not. And they, in the cleanup, um, it's a lot easier to start simple, even if it's a spreadsheet where they make a big mess out of a QuickBooks file or, or getting behind on your taxes or doing them or even worse, doing it improperly or not reporting correctly for a few years. So the call it's really costing you more to not do it that way in the beginning. I mean, if you got a little hobby, you, you know, you're doing Uber or DoorDash or something. I mean, that's a different situation. I would still yeah. not prepare your taxes yourself, but yeah, I see a lot of people, they make so many mistakes for so long and then somebody's got to come in and fix it. And it winds up costing not only just accounting fees, but back taxes, interests, and, or, or they left a lot of money on the table with credits or things they could have been deducting. I got you. What is the most common mistake you see somebody starting out as, as their accountant, when you dive into their books, what's, or is it, do they structure their business wrong and pay more taxes than they should? Is it the waiting too long to get an accountant? Like what, what is the most common thing you see as an accountant? Um, entity structure is huge. That's why I always preach setting up the LLC in the beginning because it can be converted primarily to an S corporation. Ultimately, yes. if you're not going to own real estate within the company or you're not going to take on more than 100 shareholders, when you get to a certain income threshold, you're going to want to be an S corporation. And if you've got the LLC in place, you can backdate that you know, to an extent 
and eliminate self-employment tax. Self, I've seen people pay twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year in self-employment tax for several years, and I realize they're doing it. So, entity structure is huge. There's credits at both the federal and state level, depending on which state you're in. I mean, sometimes it's costing them tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So that's the big mistake. And then with just accounting, I mean, there's accounting stuff that they just don't know and they seem to do incorrectly, which it's not as simple as cash in, cash out as far as your net income is concerned, obviously. I mean, I'm not going to get into all that, but yeah. But that's one thing. What? So do you do personal taxes at all? Or is it just business? Actually, we we do personal taxes, and a lot of accounting firms don't do that. And the way I see that is there's kind of a gap there as far as that service. You got you got the TurboTax, H&R Block app, and then there's like a, a gap between like going to an accounting firm where they're going to charge you four or $500 walking the door with a W-2. They're going to bill you by the hour. And it's, there's, I see that as a, as an opportunity for me. And that's, that's something that I think I will grow. And you always made the argument well, it's better have monthly stuff and have the recurring revenue. That's fine. But why would I not, if you look at it as like a separate business, why would I not have a tax business that I can make a killing on just during tax season? Why would I just think of it as two businesses? And like, if you ask somebody, do they know how to do taxes? Well, most people know how to do turbo tax, but then there's like levels of tax way beyond my comprehension. So why not structure that in like an assembly line manner? So this type of person is handled by this group of people, and then it kind of gets bumped up the line. That's really ultimately what I'm trying to build. So to the long answer to your question is, yeah, I really am. That's one of the main things I'm, I plan on expanding. Is having a division just for personal taxes. Yes. That's awesome. What, um, so when comparing, like, I know, is there any scenario where like H&R Block might be better than, you know, going to Ledger Medial for your personal taxes? Is it, is it like maybe like a college kid or something like Obviously, what you offer is way premium over H&R Block because it's it's personalized. You probably know about tax credits. Like I feel like H&R Block is just all automated, and you're dealing with a bunch of like the app. If you just got a W two, I'd say the H&R Block app or TurboTax is fine. Yeah, but like going to H&R Block or Jackson Hewitt. Yeah, I would say there is actually absolutely no benefit to going to them over me, and I'll tell you why. People go there. I used, before I went back to school. Yeah. I mean, I gave the whole spill about how I wanted to be an accountant. I used to go to H&R Block. And you don't realize, I do now, like, especially somebody that gets a refund. A lot of people, they got the rapid refund. Jackson Hewitt, they got you go in there. Jackson Hewitt's fees are really high, but people don't realize it because they walk in there and they walk out of there with a check for a lot of money, which in, in 90% of people that go there, it's the biggest check they're going to get all year. And it's like, yeah. it's like better than Christmas. Yeah. But they don't see that, hey, they just billed you four or $500 of we don't, there's no way, like most of those tax returns, we're not going to bill you that much. We actually have the capability to take our fee out of your refund. We can get, in most cases, up to a $6,000 advance. Most accounting firms don't do that. I partner with a third party that does that. So that's just part of the beefing up the individual thing. And that's a market that I see us expanding into. And we we have clients, I mean, we have a virtual, this like one notch above, like doing it on an app where it walks you through the whole thing, you upload everything, we do it. And because of that, we're able to service clients all over the country. And That's awesome. In about every state, literally. 
Do you ever see a Ledger Media app coming out? Yes. yes. I have a call with someone that does apps on Thursday. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's not going to happen like this year, but no. ultimately, yes. And they're expensive. Yeah. Super expensive. But uh, ju- jump back into the business side a little bit. So um, as, a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, when you're coming to, when you're looking for an accountant, what should that accountant be bringing to the table for you? Like, I know when I first started business, I didn't know exactly what an accountant was. I thought maybe it was just somebody that did my QuickBooks and prepares my taxes at the end of the year. But what I know there's a lot more to that, like especially like with what you're looking for, like accountants can do a lot of stuff for you. They could do, you know, cash flow projections, stuff like that. What should you be looking for or what should you be what should an accountant be offering you? I'm sorry. They I think they should be accessible. I think they should understand your particular situation and like accounting firms are so rooted in just the trans, the transactional of filing your taxes, doing your books. What sometimes, cause I, ha- I have an MBA. I don't consider myself to be a, a business consultant, but like my son has a marketing company. His girlfriend does graphic design. Her sister does social media marketing. My sister-in-law has a mobile dog grooming business in Baltimore. I'm just, I, that's what I love is talking yeah. about business. I would rather just, have the accounting information, but help you with your business. If I could provide one little thing that I did or and, and build a team where they, they know that kind of thing. Hey, if they ask this, just help them out with this. Like we did yeah. this, help them do that. So, you know, do they want their books weekly? Do they want a monthly? Do they want to know what is their particular situation? You can tell pretty quickly if someone has a grasp on what you're doing or they're just kind of going through the motions or For if they sure. care to listen. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I will say when we did, I heard you say weekly, we switched, we actually switched to you when you're great. Amazing. Um, and the reason why we switched to you is because, you know, you were responsive, um, you're, you're fast to reply and you were willing to do our books every week and not be just over the head about it. Like, yeah, I mean, you pay for what you get, but it wasn't absurd. Weekly bookkeeping is a big thing. And just, uh, as we move, my company moves toward CFO services, that will be probably all our clients will go to weekly because a lot of that will be cash modeling, cash forecasting, which I'm actually working with a, a third party company that's kind of, I don't say coaching me. It's a software company that kind of guides you through using their software and they also send you leads. Anyway, now I'm talking out of my ass, but I'm just saying weekly bookkeeping will be the what we do probably for almost everyone that's very awesome. soon especially if you're doing like decent numbers, like, cause that, that's important. Like you can lose a lot of money in a week. So if you're getting that weekly reporting, you can kind of look through it, see where mistakes were made, see where money was spent that it shouldn't have been. Uh, and then move forward the next week. And that'll save you a lot of money in the long run, especially if you catch a big mistake early in the month or whatever. Yep. And a lot of times, you know, accounting firms get behind and they're not able to even keep up with the monthly. Yeah. Cause there's so much ebbs and flows all of a sudden 20 new clients come in. So I'm trying to get to a place where I personally stay overstaffed somewhat and I have a lot of outsource. There's so many people that own these accounting monthly like bookkeeping companies that sometimes I'll have to pay them to catch stuff up to be honest, you know, if, if yeah. we, so the way that I'm operating virtually, it helps me to stay ahead. If something I just reach, Hey, can you help me out? Catch these couple things up. That's awesome that you can kind of link up with other accountants and stuff and like feed off each other. Yeah. And I have several accounting firms that are sending me clients. I mean, that don't fit their, what they're doing or their capacity and not able to take them on. So, yeah. 
we all, all work together, which is good. Just kind of like that abundance mindset, um, you know, making sure everybody eats. Cool. As an accountant, um, starting out, been in business two years. Um, what are some of the bottlenecks you had in your business? Um, well, my obviously we're very seasonal in that there's February through April, then there's the rest of the year. So kind of making sure you've got the people in place to get the work out during that one time and everything pours in. And it's really as because I am still new or we're still new. Capacity planning is is actually kind of impossible because you're looking at a situation where it's almost there's no tripling data. or quadrupling every year. But then there's like I've never advertised really. I mean, I got like like a couple little things I do, but now I've never like ran a bunch of Facebook ads or Google ads. I've actually never done any either of those at all or commercials. Yeah. So it's like the bottleneck is probably capacity planning. Yeah. In that should I just advertise on the you know, out the wazoo? and have all this dumped on me, then I got to get it done. So that's really the, just kind of filling out the capacity nice. as I grow. And that, that, that's huge because especially, like you said, you have no data to look back on because, you know, we've, we've kind of experienced the same thing. Like there, we, once you, I think once you get like three or five years of data, then you can really display like your, your capacity, what you can handle. So what do you do? What are you doing in the moment to kind of get through that bottleneck? I have, I do plan to add two full-time W-2 employees prior to tax season. I have a couple of people, one CPA in North Carolina that's going to help me seasonal. I have another person that I used to work with that's going to help me seasonal. And then I just have my network of other people. I have CPAs that I'll pay to do like some tax research yeah. or something. So I have, I mean, ultimately there's 15 or 20 people I can lean on, but you know, in some cases they're getting killed at that time too. So, but ultimately I I'm trying to go into tax season somewhat overstaffed and try to recognize what is actually happening as soon as possible. Late January, early February, don't need to hire another full-time person. Should I advertise more? How much can we take? But I do plan on entering overstaffed to answer your question. Nice. So you're just going in ready to make a move. So you're just planning it out come January, then you'll make the move and see, see where it takes you. Exactly. Everything's kind of leading to this point, yeah. which is where I expect everything to jump up to the next level big time. That's awesome, man. I'm super excited for you. You've had a great growth. I, I think we networked in the same networking meeting. It was probably, it was my first. It was, I, maybe it was your first. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. It's been able to watch and actually become a client now. Yeah. You as um, well. You, you see the trucks everywhere. Um. So now we're going to roll into our hot seat questions. Uh, Matt, so right now, do you think with the recession, all that good stuff, it's a good time to start a business? I'd say yes, at any time is a good time. If you're going to do it, go for it. Absolutely. Love it. (laughs) If you are going to own real estate in a business, what's the best um, entity to have it structured as? Either an LLC, if it's just you, or ideally a partnership that's totally separate. If you don't have a partner, you can make your wife your partner. Can uh, an accountant help you set up trust and... All that good stuff. You want to hire an attorney for that. I okay. personally set up LLCs as conversions, but I actually got a text this morning from one of my clients who wants to set up a trust, and I'm like, I'll send you to an attorney. Nice. So tell me about a time uh, that you had a crazy client and how'd you handle it? Um, I once, they did not become a client for this reason, but he called me telling me that he 
wanted me to set him up a corporation in Delaware because he could hide the money from his wife so his alimony would not go up. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty crazy. And he actually called me back a couple times. And let's just say that was not a good fit. Do people ever ask you if you're like a gray accountant? Like, do you go in the gray area? I get asked that all the time. Yeah. And there is a gray area. Yeah. I call it being aggressive. Um, but I don't do anything illegal. Yeah, illegal or too crazy. It's going to get anybody in trouble. For sure. But I think at, at some point you have to be a little bit aggressive. So tell me, what, what's your ideal client, Matt? My ideal client is I like people that are that think big. I mean, if I had to, like everyone has had to be my ideal client, but I want someone that's wanting to grow, willing to listen to what I have to say and know that they're good at what they do. I'm good at what I do and, and listen and I like to watch somebody get rich. If I can be a part of that, it's great. Um, all right, last question, Matt. Do you ever see a, a difference between a 10-year client and a one-year client? Yeah. Um, a lot of times uh, there's challenges and and there's also good things with both. Like a, a new client is probably more willing to listen, but they may be slower to pay money for your services. <laughs> and a, a long-term person may be less inclined to listen and change some things they've kind of been doing something a certain way but they'll usually pay you send them an invoice to pay you yeah i guess that's a couple of differences for sure absolutely well we appreciate you coming on today if anybody is looking for a good accountant um tell them how they can find ledger medial uh anywhere uh ledgermedial.com call us 864-655-7098 um info at ledgermedial.com Anywhere, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, just Google us. You'll find us. Nice. Well, thank you for coming on, um, and I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.